From the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Bracely, presented by a Cloud Guru, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, where you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from the massive studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Brian's not able to make it this week, but we actually have alumni from the show, returning guest Shannon Williams, co-founder of Rancher Labs. How are you doing this week, Shannon? I'm good, Aaron. I'm good, busy, getting getting a, a big release out. So it's been a hectic month. Uh, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it's been that we've been battening down the hatches, just firing on all cylinders. But uh, great to talk to you again. Great to be back. I love the Cloudcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, and we were actually just saying before we hit record, it's slightly weird because we've never recorded remotely. Uh, we've always been in person at some of the various shows over the years. So it's it's good to talk to you again. It's been uh, too way too long. I think, um, if I remember correctly, DockerCon EU... 2015 was the last time we spoke to actually Darren Shepard, and then we spoke to yourself and Shang, um, OpenStack Summit, Vancouver, if I remember correctly. Wow, that's going back a ways. Yeah, it <laughs> but, is. Wow. Um, probably not a lot. Excuse me, a lot of new listeners since then. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, how are you doing and what what you got going on these days? Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, Aaron, it's been now almost three years since we started Rancher. Um, for those of you who don't know, Rancher is a is an open source software company. We build projects around containers to make it easier for people to manage their containerized deployments. Um, our, our main project is called Rancher. It's uh, it's a project that you know we released the the first the first alpha beta of sort of in, in early 2015 and then GA 1.0 um, kind of beginning of 2016 last year. So, uh, you know, it's been, it's been crazy. My role here, I'm one of the founders. I run all of the kind of non-engineering side of the company. So I, I deal with, you know, kind of, uh, you know, how we take on the market and build, you know, sales and, and marketing and everything around, you know, kind of helping people actually take this technology and put it into production. So a lot of my time is spent really out on the road, you know, working with companies of all size as they try to, you know, kind of embrace containers and convert their organization into, you know, being you know, kind of independent of different infrastructure stacks and able to deploy their applications anywhere. So yeah. Yeah. it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and I've often said, um, you know, you, you just, travel crazy amounts as long as i've known you and so we used to work together at citrix uh prior to all of this but it seems like you you, you definitely you're you are the road warrior um in this industry hardest hardest working man in show business kind of thing right and so before we dig into details of rancher let's talk a little bit about what do you see as kind of the state of the the industry in general and and what are some of the themes and trends you you've seen in your travels over the last couple of years yeah, it's 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 a like you know I've got three kids. So I always think that I'm getting better and traveling less, but the reality is, at the end of the year, I'm always realizing, oh man, I still spend a lot of the year out on the road, you know, attending <laughs> sure. events, but a lot of times just working with with companies on on their strategy. And it's you know it's what's the, the state right now is really interesting because you know we're kind of in the point where 
you know, Docker's been around for a while now. Um, obviously, Amazon's been around for, for even longer. You know, OpenStack's been around for a while. And I, and I always kind of see these things as being ways. You know, you're kind of in the in the VMware wave if you're if you're old as I am and you're going back to the you know early 2000s and then the cloud computing wave of sort of the 2008, 2010, 2012, and the the, the Docker wave kind of kicked off you know around 2014, around the time we were getting going, and as people started to think, okay, how do we how do we run applications consistently wherever we're going to run them and and develop better and modular, you know, make our make everything a little more modular and and I feel like we're, you know, we're kind of still in that wave, but we're getting ready for the next wave, which maybe it'll be the Kubernetes wave. Maybe it's the, the wave that sort of brings all this and ties it together. So, you know, as I'm out there talking to people, you know, we're still early. There's, there's no question. We're still talking to companies who are looking at, at containers and, and they're, you know, they're, they're slightly penetrated. You know, they've got teams, projects, groups, you know, um, deploying these things they've got maybe a PaaS project uh, you know they've done something with pivotal or openshift they have some teams that are using docker and ci they've got some applications and um and they're seeing the benefits i mean the reality is this stuff has enormous impact on uh, efficiency and density and the quality and and you know and as people see it they just kind of keep embracing and so i, I feel like you know, we're we're kind of getting ready for a big year. I feel like 2017 has been a really good year. I mean, we first came to market with product last year, and all of a sudden, you know, the beginning of this year was like we couldn't turn around without, you know, people coming to us saying, "Hey, we've got this open source product. We've got Rancher in our company. We're using it in all these places. Can we can we do a little bit more? Or can we make this more strategic instead of tactical?" And, and I think. You know, I hope that continues into 20, um, 2018. You know, it, it's not surprising. I mean, the, you look at the momentum of Docker themselves. I mean, it's, you know, if, if you look at things like Docker Hub, you know, in 2015, you know, there was 100 million pulls. You know, by April of this year, there's something like 12 billion pulls off of Docker, <laughs> off Docker Hub. You know, 12 <laughs> billion containers. And even even among rancher users, I mean, we're, I'm always, you know, kind of tracking how much people are pulling our software, just our, our agents that go on the host. And, you know, except this time last year, there had been about a million pulls of all of the rancher agents and, and things that actually get out on the hosts. And by September of this year, it had, had grown to 60 million. You know, that, that kind of growth is 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 awesome. It's 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 exhausting at some level, but it's awesome. And, <laughs> sure. And you're certainly excited about it as it happens. Well, and so, Shannon, tell us a little bit more then of because there's there's lots of things here to kind of unwrap then there. So Rancher Labs and Rancher.com is the company. Then there is Rancher, then there's Rancher OS, and then there is product versus project. And and so tell us a little bit about the various offerings. And then also, if you don't mind, kind of help us a little bit with which problems you're trying to solve with each. Sure. Yeah. The, the, Really, it's it's a great point. I mean, everything we build here at Rancher, um, we've open sourced. We we just build and open source and engage the community. And and our projects, as you mentioned, they're really the two big ones most people are kind of aware of or, or most heavily used are Rancher and Rancher OS. Um, the company Rancher Labs is is eighty people, um, you know, based here in Cupertino. Uh, we do, you know, the lion's share of the development on these open source projects. There's lots of people in the community that contribute and help, but we're still you know, doing, um, you know, most of the heavy lifting on building and developing the projects and 
um, you know, working with the adopters of it to help them be successful. Most people use Rancher open source. They, they use Rancher, um, they just download it, use it, deploy it, run it for their own needs. Same with Rancher OS. They just take it and, and consume it. Um, we, we, as a company, Rancher Labs, we pay the bills by offering support and consulting services as people transform. So as they adopt Docker, as they deploy Rancher and Kubernetes and bring all this into their organization, we provide them with um, a commercial supported version of Rancher. It's the same thing. It's just uh, it's just the version that you know we test and sort of tell them, okay, run it on this version of RHEL or use this type of uh, uh, you know this type of an architecture to be stable. And then um, and then we sometimes help them with the migration as they start to implement containers. So a lot of it is understanding what they're trying to accomplish and helping them with the resources necessary to kind of bring their teams up to speed on how to use all this technology. So that's kind of the commercial side of the company. We, we sell and, and provide support for that whole stack too. So our customers, they count on us to provide support, you know, the Rancher software, Kubernetes, our distribution of Kubernetes and, and Docker as well. So we, we kind of provide the whole thing for customers. And and really, so let's dig in for a second. What are the common use cases you are seeing with your customers to date? Is it customers using Rancher for existing projects? Um, are they using catalog? Are they integrated directly into CID, CICD pipelines? A little bit of both? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so so basically, a good way to think of Rancher is, Rancher's kind of like, um, you know, the two analogies I hear from customers all the time is some, some people, if they're coming from more enterprise IT, they always say, oh, you know, Rancher's kind of like vSphere. It's this management layer that um, that deploys my clusters, that manages their upgrades, that you know connects to my LDAP and and gives me visibility and management of all of my clusters. What what makes Ranger really cool is it's it's kind of designed to be a platform. It's not meant. It's not like a, a single implementation of say a Kubernetes cluster, for instance, or a, or a swarm cluster. It's it's a platform that as a company you deploy or as a group you deploy, and it sets up and manages lots of clusters or many clusters, many clusters you need. So you'll run a production cluster, a staging cluster. In Rancher, we call these things environments. And so when people choose Rancher, one of the first choices they have is deciding what type of environment they want to use. In in 1.0, we really focused on giving people um, some choice here. We were agnostic. So we had uh, people running Swarm, Docker's orchestration as a cluster type. We had people running Mesos. Um, and we had people running Kubernetes. And then we had our own type of cluster, which was called Cattle, which was built around Docker and Docker Compose and was was really a, a very simple, easy-to-consume orchestration. And um, and over time, you know, that Cattle experience was very popular among users. We have enormous adoption. I mean, I think there's, you know, we get people send us back stats and there's something like, you know, 13 or 15,000 clusters out there uh, of those, you know, terabytes and terabytes of, of storage and hundreds of thousands of servers all running on Rancher um, out there in the world. And, you know, the vast majority of those are open source. They're, they're not our commercial customers. They're just using Rancher. And the vast majority of those are using either Cattle or Kubernetes. So over time, you know, Mesos and Swarm have become less and less popular with our customers. And Kubernetes has continued to grow in popularity. Cattle has always been very popular. It's very, it's kind of a, a very lightweight, easy to use orchestration. Um, and it's in many ways kind of similar to Kubernetes, kind of, we developed it around the same time as Kubernetes was getting built back in 2014. And, um, 
And so, you know, as we've we started thinking about what the future looks like, you know, we're 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 not sure that there's as much demand for kind of orchestration agnostic technology that we were building maybe two years ago when we released the 1.0 of, of Rancher. And now we're starting to think um, that Kubernetes really gives us a lot of what we need to build great clusters. So we're looking at 2.0 and thinking about how do we take all of the user experience that people really have loved in cattle and um, and implement that around Kubernetes and, and sort of get access to the ecosystem that's continued to grow and, and around Kubernetes. So we're working right now uh, announcing our 2.0 release. And as we, we roll out the, the tech preview and the, the early versions of this for the next couple months, we're, we're showing kind of this, this approach that we're really excited about that it takes our ability to run lots of clusters and to run, you know, in anywhere and brings that in a way that, that really, um, we think is going to really show off the power of Kubernetes and, and allow people to spin up their own Kubernetes clusters or even just consume Kubernetes clusters that they've purchased as a service from, from companies like Google and Azure and IBM that host managed Kubernetes services. And, you know, hopefully in the future, uh, you know, micro or even Amazon will offer kind of Kubernetes as a service. And, as an organization, you can either run your own Kubernetes, you can take a Kubernetes cluster that's being hosted, and you can effectively manage all of those everywhere with consistent policy with Rancher. And that's what we're that's what we're working on right now. And so there's really lots to unpack there. Um, the way I look at it, too, is the way I've always thought about it, and you, and you tell me if this is kind of a correct analogy, of Rancher really specializes in that application provisioning experience, like you said, agnostic. Um, both on-prem and in public clouds. But then I'm also wondering too, like tell me a little bit more, okay, the long-term management of application workload, whatever you want to call it. How is something like that handled? Um, And is there any like design decisions when you're comparing and contrasting cattle versus swarm versus Kubernetes, for instance? Yeah, it's it's a great question. I mean, you know, for a long time, all of these orchestrators were really sort of, there were lots of pros and cons for them. You know, some were maybe more mature, others had kind of more of a simple, easy experience. Um, Others were geared maybe more for web services. But over time, they've all gotten a little more similar. You know, for a while, um, you know, Kubernetes was very feature rich and and Swarm was still coming along. But, you know, by by now, most of these orchestration platforms are, are very good. They have Lots of functionality. They're good for lots of different things. Um, but at the same time, you, you know you know this coming from sort of the storage side, there's only so much appetite to integrate. There's only so much energy to be spent integrating with lots of different implementations of, say, orchestration, especially when they're all open source, they're all freely available. Um, there's just a natural consolidation that, that sort of needs to happen as, as the market matures. And so a lot of what we're looking at right now is you know, how do we make sure that as people, you know, their rancher users and deploy on things, how do we make sure they have access to all the best integrations, everything that's going on? It really led us to kind of look at, okay, cattle's really popular. It's by far the most popular type of deployment we have within rancher. How can we keep what makes cattle really popular, you know, kind of the way it implements, like, for instance, we, we've always supported very Docker-centric language. So you could use Docker run commands against your cluster and use Docker compose and, and really be very easy for anyone who understands Docker to consume uh, cattle. And we looked and said, well, can we bring that type of experience to Kubernetes so that everything that ever worked on cattle would work equally well on Kubernetes? And I have to say, Darren and the engineering team did an amazing job of kind of looking at these things and, and thinking, you know, one dot... X of, of Rancher was effectively cattle based on top of Docker. 
for most users. In 2.x, we wanted to see, give them this really great experience, but base it all around Kubernetes so that, you know, you know, all that storage technology, networking, monitoring, all the integrations people can do to Kubernetes and its awesome API will be available to all of our customers and would be just native. And that we could also stop developing a lot of things that were overlapping with what Kubernetes was building on and could focus our energies in other areas of innovation. So that really kind of drove our thinking and what we wanted to do with 2.0. And I'm, and I'm really excited about it because, you know, for the one thing, I think a lot of people who are Kubernetes users will find that the ability to take their existing cluster and deploy, you know, connect it to Rancher will give them amazing visibility and, uh, you know, really cool ways to manage their applications and that application lifecycle management that Rancher's always been really well regarded around will be really valuable if you're a Kubernetes user. And if you're just, if you're an existing Rancher cattle user, you really can do everything you're doing the same, but be confident that everything's going to be running against Kubernetes, which is more and more becoming the industry standard we feel for container orchestration. And so this is a this is really trying to you know give our users everything that's going on in the ecosystem while you know building more innovation around Kubernetes and, and solving you know other problems like logging and, and monitoring and you know making it easier to work with different CI tools. So all those things we can tackle which uh, which otherwise we would have to spend a lot of resources, you know, doing similar work to what was going on in the Kubernetes community. So sure. we've always been big believers in grabbing and taking and consuming and participating in open source projects, and I think we're we're continuing down that road. And th- this feels to me a bit like a way back in our our kind of cloud stack and open stack days of. You know, if you if you think of those as the abstraction layer to the underlying hypervisor and the resources, this feels to me like an abstraction layer. You know, at the time because we weren't exactly sure uh, because we had some uncertainty in the market of Docker, Kubernetes, and all and Mesos and all these others. We needed that abstraction layer to have a common interface and a common operations. But then over time, like you were saying, as as I wouldn't say a victor shows because I think that's that's going way too far. But as a, a maybe more dominant operations model in this instance, Kubernetes starts to form, um, then you have less of a need to do that and you can focus on the higher level work. Um, now, what I, what I did want to point out, though, too, because I just thought it was really good on your website is – Folks should check out. There's a there's a white paper actually on comparing orchestrators that y'all have done. Um, I took a look the other night, and it's really well done. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm using uh, saying it's you know it's down in the weeds, but I'm saying that in a very nice complimentary way. Um, <laughs> so uh, that'll be that'll be in the in the show notes as well. Uh, so you know, some really interesting things to you know, design decisions at the end of the day, and that really rolls into Rancher 2.0. There are some really good things in there, and so let's talk about uh, what what just released. Yeah, so Rancher 2.0 is um, you know we announced it uh, on Tuesday the 26th, and and really the whole idea of 2.0 is to is to make it just incredibly easy for organizations to adopt containers, and by doing that, get use Docker, Kubernetes, all of the underpinning technology necessary, but really focus on the user experience. Um, and so what we've done with 2.0, the, the tech preview that we released today is, is sort of the first step in, in, in releasing this product. And what we've implemented is, is what I think of as sort of two main layers of, of kind of technology. One is what we call kind of our multi-cluster management. So we've built this amazing federation for managing lots of clusters, lots of Kubernetes clusters and, and, and Docker clusters, meaning, you know, whether 
you just have hosts and you want to build a Kubernetes cluster out of them, or you already have a Kubernetes cluster, you can take and attach those very easily with a single command into your Rancher environment. And Rancher will then build up and deploy a Kubernetes environment for you or begin managing your existing Kubernetes cluster from GKE or, or you know, Azure and provide a lot of uh, value on top of that from you know, sort of the lifecycle management of the Kubernetes, upgrading it, health checks to make sure it's available to sort of integrated RBAC connections to your AD, LDAP, um, to monitoring for the health, backup of your cluster and your etcd to make sure they're, they can be recovered. So we've built this whole layer that we think of as kind of operational multi-cluster management for you know the containers and for, for your, your Kubernetes clusters um, that is cool because what it means is as a user, you get Kubernetes everywhere. And it's already kind of happened. You know, you can already get Kubernetes now from a number of cloud providers. Now you can either deploy your own Kubernetes with a single click using you know Rancher's uh, distribution of Kubernetes, or you can bring your own cluster. The other big piece on top of sort of the deployment, management, lifecycle, and provisioning of this is you know, a full user experience built around that, meaning um, you know, visibility and management of all of these containerized applications, all of your um, applications, your, 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 we've implemented a full app catalog that supports both Docker Compose environments and um, Kubernetes Helm deployments, you know, the ability to talk either natively directly to Kubernetes uh, API or Kube Control, or to talk through, um, you know, through traditional Ranchers API to Cattle API using Docker run commands. We made it really easy for team users, whether they really know Kubernetes or they're just familiar with Docker, to come in and start provisioning, deploying, and running their services. And as always, you know, we implement a lot of infrastructure services like DNS and, and networking and load balancing and storage management to, you know, just make this whole thing very, very simple. So that's that's really what we're implementing, what we're doing with 2.0. And, and you know, we expect that it'll help, you know, companies from both the side of provisioning and managing lots of different clusters across their organization, across different teams, to making the onboarding of, of containers and Kubernetes in an organization much easier. Um, so it's exciting. It's it's I, we think it's a a big release. It'll probably take us another couple months to go through the um, the beta process of of releasing the. T- this is a tech preview we released this week, and then we'll be releasing. You know, every two or three weeks, we'll be releasing you know more functionality and features into it as we get closer to GA. Uh, sometimes toward the end of the year, early next year. Oh, good good to hear, Shannon. Let me ask you. Another thing, though, that popped up in while we were talking about that. So a big feature here has been kind of think of it as multiple multiple orchestrators under the covers or multiple schedulers under the covers. But how often are folks really using this for multi-site of, you know, you're running a certain amount of clusters on-prem or a certain amount of clusters in AWS or or GCP and and how often are folks using rancher in a multi-site scenario and why would they do something like that yeah you know it's incredibly common i would say it's one of the most common use cases is sort of this hybrid cloud deployment model um we see it now it's not always the same team you know there there is there's a lot of our our larger users out there that are you know they're, they're big it shops with tens of thousands of developers. And, you know, in, in many cases, they have many infrastructure platforms. And so what they'll, you know, one customer talks about, you know, running 60 plus applications in Rancher across 
Amazon, GKE, and OpenStack and VMware. So, you know, users can can provision clusters wherever they need them. They can deploy them to those clusters and um, you know very easily mount a cluster from a different provider or run their own cluster in in a provider and and control who can access it. So, if you think of a, a almost like in many ways it's, it really is almost like a cloud in that it's it's this sort of container cloud that you're running for your organization where you get kubernetes as a service you get you know cluster management cluster lifecycle management and then obviously application management and application level you know uh, monitoring and visibility and logging and ci integration and all these kind of pieces so yeah multi multi-cloud is a big part of it it's been a big part from the beginning and I see, we see it over and over again um the u.s DA has talked a lot about how, you know, they use OpenStack for all their development in, with Rancher, and they then pr- push to production on uh, VMware. Um, and I think that's that's not an unusual setup. I mean, we see the same thing from even local machines. You know, people run local labs, things like that, for maybe a dev cluster, and then they'll push to staging and production running on Amazon or on VMware or somewhere else. So we see broad array. You know, other companies are using this stuff to leverage, you know, things like spot instances to cut down on their bills. I mean, a lot of the deployments are about, you know, kind of getting access to big data and building pipelines around big data or creating catalogs for developers to pull down, you know, common pieces of code. I mean, there's lots of different use cases, but they all kind of fall back on the same thing, Aaron. It's like people just want to, you know, have this modularity of deployment and management that containers do so well, uh, but you do need some management around there. Just the complexity is high. Just running a Kubernetes cluster requires some expertise. Those are things that Rancher just kind of takes away for you. It makes it really easy. And because it's open source software, you can take this, deploy it. There's also dozens of companies who have rolled out managed Rancher services, literally you know, dozens and dozens of them across the world. So you can either run it yourself or you can find someone who's hosting it for, you know, for companies to make it easy to, to manage and deploy you know, their clusters. That sounds great. Sounds great. Now, Shannon, we're we're kind of running out of time here. So where can everyone find out more about you? Where in the world is Shannon at any given time? Reach out to the rancher folks. What's the best way to really get more information? Well, um, we're, I'm on Twitter. That's probably the best. I'm always chatting on Twitter with people. So you can find me on Twitter at SMW355. Um, the company is at rancher.com. Uh, we have a great Slack community with thousands of people there. If you want to join and chat with us, if you're trying things, you can uh, you can always email me at shannon at rancher.com if you just want to chat and ask a question. I'm always happy to, to talk. And then obviously all the source code is up on GitHub. You just go to GitHub Rancher Labs and you can find it all there. Um, or you know, the, you know, take a look at the docs for getting started guides on how to set up your own Rancher deployment. The 2.0 um, is, like I said, it's a tech preview, so it's also up on GitHub. You can pull it down and start playing with it and try it out whenever you like. Fantastic. Well, Shannon, thank you very much for your time this week. Uh, and for uh, Brian, who wasn't able to make it this week, uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll talk to everyone next week. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more podcasts, show notes, and everything social media. And visit acloud.guru for all your cloud training needs.